0: Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits.
1: Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A lone spider crawled free along the heavy steel desk, pausing to taste the curious jailhouse air with its pedipalps. Inmate number 8367 wondered how it had ended up in this hellhole. The damn thing would probably make it up before him. The sharp click of a deadbolt drew the inmate's attention. The security door slid open. The guards ushered in a tall man in a neat but loose-fitting suit darnell lee the visitor said without looking up from his tablet he sipped loud ice water from a clear plastic cup as he sat across the table just out of spitting distance that's me i'm darnell possession of an unlicensed firearm violation of parole resisting arrest and drug possession with intent to sell the man finished his drink and rolled the cup between his fingers They have enough to put you under the jail. You didn't take the plea deal. Why? I got a daughter. I can't sit and rot upstate while she's without her daddy. The man looked up at the prisoner for the first time. How is that working out for you? Inmate number 8367 didn't need to be reminded how long he had been here, how many birthdays and milestones he'd missed. He focused on the carefree spider, slowed his breathing, and shifted his body as much as his chains would allow. Calm was better. Calm meant not being declared incompetent to stand trial. Look, I know what I did, and I know what I didn't do. I'm not suicidal. I'm not hearing voices or seeing shit. I just freaked out, I... The visitor dropped his empty cup top down over the spider. It scurried in a panic from plastic wall to plastic wall. Inmate number 8367's heart beat faster. Got him, the visitor said. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm here to give you a way out. Another plea deal? I'm no, you're no snitch, I know. I'm offering all charges dropped and you go home today. He tapped the tablet. I already have the signature from the judge. I'm listening. The dealmaker's smile spread as he pulled a clear capped syringe from his breast pocket and laid it on the table between them. The label read, Freedom Rings. We need volunteers. If this new medication helps convicts like yourself deal with the anxiety of returning to society successfully, everybody wins. I'll do it, inmate number 8367 said. If it gets me out of here today, I'm in. The dealmaker considered him a moment and then signaled one of the guards over. As the injection passed hands, inmate number 8367 thought he saw something shift inside the vial. As eager to get out as he was, I think you'll do great, the man with the unsettling grin said. I really do. Darnell walked past that same holding room some hours later with a sore shoulder and freed wrists. He didn't think to look back. If he had, he would have seen the cup was still there forgotten its lone prisoner scratching at the walls realm presents spider king episode 1 The burning itch of something foreign burrowing under Darnell's wrist came in the middle of his first job interview after being released from jail. He shifted in the undersized suit he'd bought from the thrift store the day before. The experimental medication had done little for his anxiety. This new sensation didn't help. Joy Butler, the general manager of Delaney Street Restaurant, sat on the other side of the old, chipped wooden desk and asked him a basic question that sounded lifted from the same website Darnell had used to prepare. Darnell had read that taking long, introspective pauses makes an applicant seem more thoughtful, trustworthy, and dependable. So he used the opportunity to look down at his wrist, where he'd been absentmindedly picking at a scab, a piece of too-thick skin hung loose. The edges of the mottled flesh underneath quivered. The itch deepened. Darryl? Darnell, he said, looking up. He smiled, off cue. Right, sorry, Darnell. I'd asked what would you do... I would first listen to the customer, see their perspective, and attempt to come up with a solution. If I'm unable to de-escalate the situation, I would find the manager, you... Or another senior member of staff. Shit. Too verbatim. Joy sat back, considering him. Darnell considered himself too, but in a different way. The tip of his index finger rubbed his wrist. There was an obvious divot now. Around it. Numb. Cold. He pressed into it. Something pressed back. How long have you been out? Joy said. Three days. You move Fast. That shows motivation. You heard about how we work here. Yes, he said. I've heard a lot. Giving opportunities to people no one else will. Shit's dope. Heat filled his ears. I mean... She smiled, and for the first time, Darnell relaxed. You can be yourself. The customers come to see what you can become, not to feel like they're visiting a prison. She leaned in. Darnell resisted the strong urge to pull his arm to safe hiding. Everyone here knows what it's like to be locked up, from the bottom up. Even you? Especially me. But you're a... She threw her head back in a laugh. (laughs) Women can crime too, you know. They have whole prisons full of them. Call them women's prisons. Went away because I killed my husband. Oh, Darnell said. He looked back down at his wrist. Mistake. The skin moved. I'm just fucking with you. Drug charge. Her smile withered. You doing okay? I am. You clean? There was no judgment in the question. She understood what it meant not to be. He saw it in the thin skin beneath her eyes, the slight coat of grime on her teeth, even the frequency with which she shifted positions a sign of her subconscious continuing to rebel against society. I am. I got a second chance. I'm not messing with that. I'm just... nervous. Don't be. You can start Monday. Darnell forgot about his wrist. Had he just heard her correctly? Delaney, with its full benefits, decent salary, and flexibility for parole and court dates, was at the top of a long list of potential jobs, a list Darnell had planned to venture far down. I'll take that look as an acceptance. Hell yes, sorry, yes. Any way I can start earlier? She waved her hand. I'll pay you through the weekend. Get whatever you need in order. I'd rather you rested and clear-headed. You got clothes? I'll be ready, ma'am. Don't call me ma'am. Boss lady? She smiled, which was a relief. Sure. When they were done with the paperwork, he asked her to show him to the bathroom Darnell waited long enough for her heel clicks to disappear down the hall before slowly turning the lock You got a job, you son of a bitch, he said into the mirror At some point during his interview, he'd broken into a sweat Joy likely still withheld judgment on Darnell's sobriety, and this look wasn't helping But he was clean, always had been And he now had ample opportunity to combat any initial suspicions And then he felt it The pressure Darnell inspected his wrist over the sink. The dried and curling flap of skin tittered. It reminded him of some unseen creature rummaging through an overturned garbage bin. For the moments before it revealed itself as a possum or a cat, it could be anything the imagination cared to conjure. Darnell pinched the dead skin and pulled. It came off without pain. He'd uncovered what looked like a black and brown mole with rough, scalloped borders. Then, movement. Thistled lines bled from the center, erratic in their dance. Antennae? No, too many of them. Legs? They tasted the air. Darnell clamped his hand over his wrist and pressed it down onto the damp sink. Fuck, he said repeatedly. Fuck! His skin fuck, tightened fuck, with each fuck. utterance of the word. Fuck. Fuck. What fuck, was that? Fuck. A parasite? That fucking jail. He took a deep breath and lifted his hand. A small bundle of legs sprang out of his skin. Darnell flung his arm hard enough to send a bolt of pain from shoulder to elbow. A black and brown dot scurried across the bathroom floor into one of the stalls. What the hell? But Darnell knew the what if not the why or the how. A spider had just popped itself out of his goddamned wrist. He gave some attention to the divot left behind in his skin, dry, hard, and many shades darker than the healthy brown surrounding it. Beneath the stall door, a tiny pair of eyes caught and reflected the wan light. He vaguely remembered that spiders had many indistinguishable eyes. This standout pair, however gave the spider a deep, curious look, as if it were trying to figure him out. Darnell left as fast as he could. Weed is legal now, you know, Casey said before licking the edge of the cigarette paper and neatly folding it over. He extracted a long, arduous puff from his vape pen as he finished. Casey was a delicate blunt roller, Darnell suspected he enjoyed the craft more than the high. They sat just outside his apartment building, inviting the world to see. "'Legal for them,' Darnell said. "'Not for us. Craig caught a drug charge just last week. For real?' "'His cell was across from mine. He's up for ten years. Must have been more than weed. They can still bust you for selling it. We gotta make money somehow.' "'Good luck getting hired with a record,' Casey glanced at him, ashamed. But Darnell pretended like he hadn't heard. Casey didn't owe him anything, even if Darnell had taken the fall for him. "'I might have a job,' Darnell said. "'You fucking with me?' "'I'm not fucking with you.' "'You heard of this place called Delaney Street?' Casey jumped up, indicating that he'd very much heard of it. "'Yo, that place is legit. You get health care and everything?' Casey brushed Darnell's shoulder. Look at you, all employed and shit. We hitting the club tonight? Bottle service? Slow down. I haven't gotten paid yet. But you're as good as paid. Live a little. Don't count it until it's in your hand. Your moms used to say that, right? Casey handed over the half-smoked blunt. You can count this, though. Three puffs to celebrate. Darnell took it, looked at it. Just then a black and white turned the corner and slowed. Casey took the blunt, pulled back on it, and let out a large cloud of smoke. The cop rolled to a stop at the corner. The headlights weren't on. "'You whilin?' Darnell said. "'They can't do anything to us,' Casey said. Still, they went inside. Casey lived on the third floor of a walk-up with one of his boyfriends. The burn in Darnell's legs and throat reminded him that he hadn't exercised since before the arrest. The itch grew even still, demanding attention above all the rest. He fingered his wrist, the divot there, and thought of those curious, alien eyes. You ever been bit, Darnell said as they entered the apartment. By a cop? No, fool, you know, by a spider or some shit. Have I ever had a spider bite? You sure you're not high? I think I got bit. Bad. Let me see. Casey examined the wound with unexpected care. Looks like an STD. On my wrist? I've seen freakier. Doesn't look like a bite, though. It hurt? Looks like it hurts. No, it's numb, actually. Yeah, go to the doctor. You can go to a doctor, right? Casey threw his jacket onto the love seat that was already buried under an assortment of clothes. He had never cared much about straightening up. He kept the place clean, at least, if not easily navigable. Casey scratched an area of the couch free of clothes, adding to the love seat's burden. Of course I can. I was released. I didn't escape. Sorry, I'm not up on the rules, Casey looked at him, curious. What? So, you fucked the judge or something? What kind of question is that? No parole meeting, no curfew. You didn't even see prison. You were found with a Glock and fentanyl, both yours. And I love you for it, but you already had the first two strikes. They should have sent you away. That prosecutor must have liked you, or didn't give a fuck, or... Or what? Or you made a deal you don't want to tell me about. Casey was scrolling through his phone, but his eyes watched Darnell. You didn't sign up for one of them studies, did you? That's exactly what he'd done. I can't talk about it. Or what? Or they'll send me back. Casey feigned looking around. Who's gonna hear you? Darnell shrugged. They said if I talked about the details, they'd know, and I'd go back. That's fucked up. They should've never passed that law. You don't even vote. Nigga, I know people who vote. My point stands. Who facing hard time wouldn't become a government guinea pig for freedom? I'm sorry, man. Don't be. They gave me some meds, that's it. Don't even have to take them anymore. He almost told them about the injection, but thought better of it. I just have to stay out of trouble for a year, then I'm free for life. That is, unless you take me on another of your... joy... rides? They both saw it at the same time. The spider was thick-bodied. Much more so than the usual spindly-legged dwarfs hiding in bathroom corners or clinging to starved webs on plastic houseplants. The spider stood rooted in the middle of the table. Darnell was once again struck by the unconscionable depth of its gaze. How long had it been there, waiting to be seen? Look at that little fucker, his friend said. Thick smoke filled the room. Casey slowly grabbed his sneaker and lifted it high. The spider didn't move. Darnell snatched the shoe from Casey's hand just as he was bringing it down. Casey stumbled into the table. The spider jumped back an inch, straightened its two front legs, and slapped them against the wood. Casey whirled around, purple in the face. He reached for his shoe. Darnell pulled it away. Yo, what's good? Nothing, just... Darnell grabbed an empty red cup and upended it over the spider. Casey stared at him as he slid a magazine under the cup. Darnell opened the front door, went downstairs with his catch, and freed it onto the curb. The spider chittered about, disoriented, and then faced him. Shoo, Darnell said. To his surprise, the spider immediately obeyed. It scurried into the grass. Beyond, the black and white was still there, parked across the street, its headlights on. Casey was waiting for him inside, eyebrows raised in inquiry. Life is short, Darnell said. Okay, Captain Planet, I got to go, life being short and all. You trying to roll? Nah, I got stuff to do. Get ready for Monday. Oh, working-ass Negro, you need clothes? I'd look like a cancer patient wearing your clothes. Better than a convict. Hey, man, thank you. Stop. No, I mean it. I know we grew up with that snitches-get-stitches shit, but I never expected it. Every nigga on this block would have ratted me out in a heartbeat. But you? Get out of here with that shit. No, for real. That's ride-or-die shit right there. And if you want me to love spiders, I will. I'll fuck the shit out of some spiders for you, man. Ashley was asleep when he got home. Thank God for that. The hearings, the trips to the jail, the separation from their daughter, and the endless conversations with her disapproving family had all taken their toll. Only she knew the full details of Darnell's arrest, how Casey had run from the stopped car and Darnell had followed. He often wondered which would be worse, her family seeing him as a gun-wielding drug dealer or as a simp dumb enough to sacrifice it all for a friend whose stubbornness would likely land him in prison anyway. Darnell showered and fought the urge to finish quickly. He wasn't locked up anymore. This was his time. He could enjoy the water for as long as he wanted, safely. The moment passed. His fisted hands relaxed. He let the warm water fall over him. The conditioned relief upon finishing pushed out any joy of success. Still, progress. He pulled open the drawer under the sink, Ashley had kept all his hair products together while he was away. In fact, all of his things were as he'd left them. As if he'd been gone on a weekend trip rather than a two-year incarceration. He grabbed his conditioner. Shit! He reeled back and caught his fall with a hand against the wall. He leaned over to peer into the drawer. Something had crawled across his wrist. In confirmation, the offender crawled atop the thin, wooden edge the spider had doubled in size since that afternoon. Absurd to think of it as one and the same, yet here it was, thicker than any house spider, its prickly legs tucked underneath itself in a neat show of etiquette. Darnell saw now the multiple smaller pairs of eyes flanking the main forward-facing duo. They added to the illusion of introspection. Darnell looked around for something, anything, to capture it. He reached for the plunger, glancing at the spider as he did so, and it was gone. He sat back against the wall, breath heavy. The hairs on his wrist still tingled with the spider's intrusion. Had it been trying to get back in? That's crazy, he said aloud. What was crazier, though? A spider erupting from his skin? Or how about that spider following him across the city not once, But twice Maybe he was crazy Like the yellowcoats in the county jail The ones who saw the psychiatrist once a week Something grazed his hand He jumped and pulled away Nothing His fingers had slid into the belt buckle Of the pants he'd left on the floor Darnell clenched his fists And gritted his teeth As his muscles stretched against themselves His heart became vocal in his chest His first panic attack Was in the jail And he had not liked it. Thought he was having a damn heart attack, that he was going to die. His screams for relief would have earned him a yellow coat, if not for the meds. That little pill had helped. Oh, how it helped. He grabbed his pants, retrieved the bottle he carried with him, and chucked two capsules into his mouth. This experimental medication was different from the fast-acting pill that had squashed his panic attack. Still, the weight of medicine on his tongue brought some relief. With calm came clarity. He spit one of the capsules back into the bottle. Experimental or not, two could become four and four could become eight. He remembered the yellow coats lining up at bedtime for their meds. He counted himself down, his hands relaxed. The thrum of his own heartbeat was replaced by the sharp drip of faucet water. He slowly moved to bring awareness to every muscle, every pain, every discomfort. The jail psychiatrist had given him that technique only after he'd begged for some alternative to more medicine. He rubbed his shoulder now, remembering the injection he'd agreed to as terms of his release. A dull ache persisted. Some of the yellow coats took injections. Darnell's had been different. He'd been selected because he was well enough to leave while others needed injections to be well. At least, that's what they told him. Whether or not that was true, he knew one thing. He hadn't fathered spiders before getting that shot. He remembered the shift of contents inside the syringe and had to start his counting over. Calm. Calm was better. With calm came clarity. Darnell fetched his phone from his pants, scrolled through the contacts, and dialed the number they had given. Call here if there are any issues or questions, they'd said. The phone rang six times before a young woman's voice filled his ears. Thank you for calling Freedom Rings. We are not in the office right now, but will return your call as soon as possible. As a reminder, all studies are confidential, and any discussion of details outside of monitored sessions could result in legal action. He'd first called the number moments after his release, when he was far away enough from Twin Towers to be sure no one would grab him and cite some mistake in his pardon. The message's warning made little sense then. Now, though... Darnell rose to his feet, stored the pill bottle in the medicine cabinet, and searched the bathroom... He probed the corners and crevices with his phone's light checking every drawer. He even stuck his toothbrush handle down the drain to see if he could coax something out of hiding. No spider. Perhaps he'd imagined the whole thing. Some hallucinogenic side effect from the injection. The spider at Casey's had certainly been real. But that only meant there had been a spider at Casey's. Nothing else. He rubbed his wrist. His finger found its way to the divot. Darnell winced. Not pain, not really. Not pleasure, either. The area was damp. If not the spider, what else could have caused such a mark? Some infection, like Casey suggested? Darnell chewed his lip and opened the first aid kit he'd displaced in his search. He wrapped his wrist with gauze until there were only a few turns left on the roll. He felt better. The medicine was kicking in. He left the bathroom slowly and maneuvered around creaky floorboards and tugging sheets as he made his way into bed. If awakened, Ashley would immediately know something was wrong. An elusive sleep danced around thoughts of starting the new job, his record and the black and white slowly rolling by as a reminder that freedom was a bastardly borrowed thing. When sleep finally settled to bestow mercy over his battered mind... A burning itch in his wrist sent it away. Prickles up his arm. Darnell sat up. Babe, he said to the dark. Ashley didn't stir. Her breath remained heavy. Who then was watching him? He waited for the sensation to pass. It only grew. He shone his phone's light into the corner between the television stand and the wall. In a world of shadows, A tiny hole in the dark stood out. A piece of lint? Darnell slid his legs over the side, stood, and advanced in a half-crouch. He just needed to be sure. Jail had taught him that small reassurances went a long way. It wasn't lint. The spider was back. With some of his initial panic subsided, curiosity took over. Darnell knelt, and touched one finger to the floor a few feet away. The spider shuttled toward him, stopped, and tapped the floor with what looked like a pair of frontmost dwarf legs. Without reason, Darnell tapped the wood with his own knuckle, twice. The spider continued forward, cautious but resolved, and climbed up and onto Darnell's palm. It stopped just before the wrist wrap and explored the edge with its feelers. Crazy? one way or the other. Darnell unraveled the gauze. His wrist hairs bent under the spider's weight as it advanced. It tapped the divot. Twin firecrackers resonated up Darnell's arm. The spider tilted up toward him, apparently satisfied at this response, and then backed into the hole. Darnell gasped as the flesh dilated to receive it. Soon only the fine hairs of its front legs extended past the opening, Darnell kneeled there for some time, not caring of the acid building in his legs before returning to bed. This was not normal. He housed a living spider in his wrist, like a damned kangaroo with a baby in its pouch. But with his itch gone, sleep's alluring dance returned to focus. Any attempts to reason out what had just occurred devolved to meaningless word fragments. He floated down into darkness, welcomed the dance, and finally, slept. You're listening to Spider King, narrated by William Merit, Produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Realm, listen away. Spider King is written by Justin C. Key. It is produced by Diana Foe. And executive produced by Molly Barton. Audio produced and original musical theme by Amanda Rose Smith.
0: Sound design and editing by Kaylin West.